You're listening to the Contemplative Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Contemplative Podcast with me, Matt Emery, in conjunction with Contemplative Classical and Headphone Commute. If you're new, welcome. And if you enjoy, feel free to subscribe or leave a review or share with a friend to help spread the word. And please delve into our back catalogue of episodes with chats with the likes of Yoat Beving, Hannah Pill, Matthew Housor, Luke Howard, Sebastian Plano, Nanita Desai, Carly Parody, and so many more. So on this month's episode, I chat with Daniel Inzani and Alex Hobis of Hidden Notes all about this year's Hidden Notes Festival in Stroud on the 23rd and 24th of September with the likes of Hannah Pill, Midori Tecada, Tom Ravenscroft, Akuzmi, Manchester Collective and so much more and also their record label Hidden Notes Records, as well as some great insight about Stroud, previous festival lineups and putting on Johnny Greenwood, screening Roachi Sakamoto's film Coda, brewing organic Hidden Notes Pale and releasing music in both book and tea form. And as always, there'll be music along the way, starting with Josh Seaman's new single, In Shafts of Dust and Light, from his upcoming record, To Will a Space Into Being, out on Hidden Notes Record, September the 15th. So Alex and Daniel Hidden Notes, welcome to the Contemplative Podcast. Uh, how are you both doing today? Uh, yeah, good. I'm, I'm working out my kitchen today um, while attempting to work with two bored, bored terriers. <laughs> but I'm managing. It's the new norm, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and hey, I'm doing grand. Thanks. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. All good. Um, it, I suppose a great place would be to start is maybe telling us your roles at Hidden Notes. Uh, yeah, so I'm Alex Hobbis. I'm, I founded the festival with my colleague Adam Hinks uh, back in 2019. So uh, me and Adam, we actually run, also in our spare time, we run an arts magazine in Stroud called Good on Paper. Yes. Uh, which is kind of like a time out version, I guess, to events and things that are happening in Stroud that comes out every month. And uh, yeah, we used to, we used to put on a few gigs with other festivals as well and we brought the likes of rival consoles and manu de lago so we were kind of tapping into that i guess you know that contemporary classical avant-garde electronica world um so yeah i, I booked the bands and and the venues and and that kind of thing and adam hinks who's not here today but he's uh he's a graphic designer so he designs all the branding and posters and all, and all that kind of stuff Yes, which I which I understand he also sort of works with the record label side, uh, yeah, designing, helping put a hand in designing artwork as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we kind of, I mean, I guess that's how we how we manage to do what we do. I mean, uh, uh, Daniel Inzani, who's, um, he came on board with the launch of Hidden Notes Records and, and is now also part of 
hit a note. So it's the uh, unho unholy trinity of me, Adam, and <laughs> that uh, the run this hidden notes festival and hidden notes records and outside of our uh, nine to fives and kids and, and and all that kind of thing awesome and obviously on top daniel you're also uh part of spindle ensemble yeah well that's that's how i know about hidden notes initially is we were we were approached to play the first festival in 2019 and um just really loved what uh, the festival was all about and um a couple of years later, I ended up moving into Stroud in Bristol, which is where Hypnosis based Stroud that is. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I wanted to start a label and I spoke with the, with the guys and they really thought it would complement the, the festival. So we, um, we set that up to, to release uh, the, first, the second Spindle album and to look at other artists to do with the festival or that we liked in the contemporary classical world, avant-garde world, and make some interesting releases. So we've had some vinyls out, but we've also, we do stuff, you know, with Adam's uh, talents, we sort of like to make print things, merch to accompany the releases. But, uh, we made a book for Excuse the Mess, which is a podcast of uh, such a long thing to explain Excuse the Mess, but, uh, Maybe we'll get into that later, but yeah, we we like to release things with interesting yet yeah, printed like merch attachments. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that in a bit because you've had some interesting releases. So uh, yeah. yeah. We'll start with the festival and um, sort of with only two festivals under your belt so far, you've already had the likes of like Johnny Greenwood, Poppy Aykroyd, Peter Broderick, Lubomir Melnick, Manu DeLargo, Erlen Cooper, Hattis Noir. I mean, what a range of names for kind of two festivals. And um, yeah, could you tell us a bit more about how Hidden Notes was kind of came to be and, and the thoughts behind it when you first set it up? Yeah, I mean, like, like I mentioned, we so we run this magazine, Good on Paper, and and uh, we started putting on events under the Good on Paper banner. And um, I'm in, I was in music as well, and and, and played in bands and, and things, and same with Adam at the time. And uh, following, you know, putting on the likes of rival consoles in in a pop up church in the middle of nowhere in Stroud uh, in Gloucestershire, uh, we kind of reflected actually that there's no in the contemporary classical world, there's no festivals really that program that genre of music in the same way as other festivals. You know, artists back to back. It tends to be uh, tends to be in London, or it tends to be one concert with a support artist. So we kind of thought, well, uh, let's let's do just that. You know, and and, and it was and it's a lot about it's it's a lot about kind of I guess. Uh, flipping the classical world on its head a little bit as well about, you know, um, you go into a concert hall and, right, and you sit down and get a glass of bubbly and now we're watching classical and <laughs> you must behave a certain way. And, and, and so, yeah, and we kind of thought, you know, you, you, if you create something super niche uh, in the middle of nowhere, um, I mean, Stride's getting a bit of a reputation for itself. I mean, obviously we've met a lot of people from doing the magazine and, um, I mean, Damien Hurst has got his own studio here next to next to B and Q and Aldi, <laughs> uh, and um, and there's Gallery Pangolin, which is like the biggest sculpture forge in in Europe, um, used by Anthony Gormley and and, and Hurst as well. Um, 
and it's just a it's an amazing place i, I moved here from bristol and uh, adam moved from birmingham uh and then daniel as you mentioned later moved from bristol as well and i think um yeah so we started putting this kind of lineup together and speaking to agents and record labels and uh obviously we we work quite closely with the raised tapes and had you know we've put on some of their artists in the past so and yeah i think people just really bought into what to do i mean there, there are obviously there's other festivals in uh mainly europe i guess uh like legato and uh rewire that kind of dabbled into this kind of genre of music but in terms of five artists per day back to back in a pop-up church um in the countryside we felt like we were doing something different i mean it was the first year was it was a bit of a slog because it was all new yeah uh, it made a loss um but we uh the word had kind of spread i think on what we were trying to do so um uh adam famously said afterwards we're doing all right for um for a festival that uh made a loss and uh but pretty unsuccessful but you know so that was 2019 and we yeah we had manu delago ensemble and Ludmil melnick and hattis noy um we had val gail sigleton from bedroom community with um daniel puro uh and then yeah so we kind of we thought well that was unsuccessful let's do it again but make make it successful yeah and then covid happened and obviously we probably don't need to talk about that too much um but yeah so the second festival was due to take place in 2020 but it was postponed and postponed again and then finally happened last year um but uh but yeah so it's yeah it's it's um it's a great thing to be a part of we've built like this real kind of network uh, of people now um so the volume three will take place in september this year but yeah so last year we, we had johnny greenwood which we keep pinching ourselves about because he either plays at the royal albert hall or uh or massive festivals and yes with Redhead. so uh it was kind of i mean it's what we're kind of doing with hidden notes as well we're contacting these big huge artists sometimes they say yes sometimes they say no sometimes we can't even get through but we're basically saying all right where do you want to come and play a festival in the middle of nowhere uh, <laughs> about 500 people uh, you won't get paid loads but you know you'll have a good time um uh but it's working it is working you know so um yeah and then we kind of expanded to include film screenings book talks uh installations art exhibitions we now use about six different venues throughout stroud um a bit similar to um our friend sea change in top yes yes run by Drift records so uh rupert's been a massive help actually he's he given us advice through covid and with the record label and, so, and, and things like that so um so yeah
think that brings us quite nicely onto this year's festival. Um, so volume three, and you've got I've got my list here because I'm, I'm going to murder a couple of names here. So I do I do uh, please correct me with uh, pronunciations. But um, you've got the likes of Hannah Pill, uh, Midori Takada, Tom Ravenscroft, Neeks, Manchester Collective, uh, Fran and Flora, Aksumi, Sarah Nichols, Alexandra Hamilton, Hares, Leah Broad, Josh Siemens, Boss Morris, Katie Mollison, uh, Brigada Campbell. Or Chamble? I don't know. Sorry. No, I, I should have. Uh, I think it's Breeder Chamboil, but I'm, I, I, I might be wrong. <laughs> I, I, I need to get that right if I ever get interviewed again, <laughs> which we might not happen after this. So who knows? But um, yeah, Breeder Chamboil, I believe. That's yeah, that's nicely said. Uh, Stone Club, uh, Xantha Fuller, Excuse the Mess podcast, and you've got a particle shrine and lots more. So maybe if I pick out a few names, maybe you can tell us uh, a tiny bit about some of the artists. Um, maybe a good place to start is kind of headliner and murky nominated and friend of the podcast as well, Hannah Peel. Uh, yeah, she's so, um, we've wanted to bring Hannah to, to Stroud for a long time. She has got acquaintances and, and people she's worked with that live in Stroud and um, uh, spin ensemble. Daniel can talk a bit about that, but Harriet actually has a connection uh, with Hannah, isn't there? Yeah, Harriet's um, the tune percussionist in spin ensemble and she also performs sometimes the Parrot Orchestra, who were, I believe, the band on the album that uh, came out last year in Paris. Uh, sorry, the Furway, is that how it's pronounced? Yes. I think something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so she knows Hannah and also Joe from Spring Ensemble, the cellist used to be in Hannah's uh, band kind of quite a while ago, I think that's about 10 years ago. So yeah, she's part of the same extended network and she also was on the podcast Excuse the Mets that Ben Corrigan runs and we released a compilation of the works made on that uh, podcast. So yeah, we're quite well acquainted with Hannah and uh, she was she was really keen to come and play because all the successes she's had, she hasn't had that many performance opportunities. Um, I think she's finally getting to do a few this year. And we're just very pleased that she's able to play our little festival in Stroud. Yeah. That's, yeah, she's going to be great. I saw her quite a few years ago um, opening the Queen Elizabeth Hall and she was playing, um, oh, was it Tubular Bells with um, full brass ensemble? And it was, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, she's she's going to be great as always. Yeah, yeah I think that's, I mean, that's the thing as well, because you, you, you don't know what you kind of going to get because obviously she, she comes from that contemporary classical and composer but also I mean she's she's performing Fur Wave um, which has obviously got uh, influenced and links with uh, Delia Derbyshire but she um, so yeah we're kind of so it is I mean Fur Wave is more electronica really than, than the classical aspect of it but um, so from being very kind of contemporary classical I think I think this year's lineup also moves out into folk with, with Breeder and um, and the avant-garde and, and minimalist music and uh, experimental music.
good one to pick up on because uh, I was speaking to Flora a few weeks ago actually we were on the same publisher and um, I, I it was the first time I was kind of introduced to uh, their music and that is a real sort of interesting project maybe you could tell us a tiny bit more about them because they yeah they're really really great yeah I, I love Fran Flora so much and I, I put them on a, a different gig in Stroud last year as well and so they're they're kind of a combination of different influences but they've they've been in Europe they've traveled around Europe a lot learning from different sort of masters of Jewish klezmer music and they've brought that back to the UK with um with their own kind of idiosyncratic style I mean Flora is a very the violinist uh, is a exceptional classical player in fact she I was very lucky she she plays first violin on my string quartet piece I recorded last year and she's just phenomenal classical player but she has the sort of tone and the improvising ability of of you know a great klezmer player and it's just such a brilliant combination and you know Fran cello is sort of equally adept and they they're just very sensitive players who can sort of just play really beautiful things and really roaring, you know, intense things too. So it's just a great range and a really innovative combination of cello and violin. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't you have to hear very much of them playing to just immediately appreciate their ability and. I don't know. I just think they're magical. I'm really excited to see because I think Fran is of a strong Jewish background, you know, and um, it's really nice to have. You know, we want to build contemporary classical stuff, but we can't be so niche, you know. Like that, it's kind of it's pretty subjective what that even means, I suppose. So you have to allow for certain other influences to be coming in to the fold and kind of trying to curate. Just what feels right for a given like uh, lineup, and yeah, they're, they're just a, a great addition. So yeah, that's the thing with with uh, this year as well. With um, like uh, like uh, Daniel was saying about the the genre of contemporary classical. I mean, uh, Fran and Flora, you know, they're, they're playing folk music, traditional folk music, in some in some instances from from across the world. And uh, Breeder, uh, you know, she's playing the Scottish small pipe. Um, uh, and she, her album is amazing. It's one of my favorite albums actually this year she, she, uh, with Colin Stetson. Yes. Um, and, uh, and then obviously Nick, who, who they did an album with Gazelle Twin as well, mid, um, Middle England. So there's a, there's a big focus at the moment in, 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 um, folk music, you know, from, from the United Kingdom and the likes of the likes and the rise of Lancome, um, the Irish folk band. And I think people are kind of uh, musicians as well, you know, exploring their roots and their own backgrounds and, and bringing that to the fore. And I think I think folk music in particular is it's, it's um, really exciting at the moment in, in in the ways it's going and and how it's kind of um, it's becoming quite experimental and yeah. reaching this kind of mass audience. And it's not it's not Mumford and Sons. It's it's something <laughs> different, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, so it's kind of so this lineup is I, th I think this it's exciting this lineup. It's it's a lot it's a lot more experimental I think and 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 
the genres are very different and when we program it we have to you know we try and do it so that you've got because uh, you can't well I guess you could but you don't want a penis followed by penis followed by penis you know um, you don't want too much of the old Joanna yes as yeah. they don't not what they call it the old Joanna in, in contemporary classical but <laughs> um, you know so we've got some really uh, varied instrumentation playing an inside out piano that she's made that's yeah one of the names i was gonna bring up because yeah. uh, i i missed her in london she's played daylight in uh london uh at least once or maybe twice and i i've i've always missed her performances and it's one person obviously uh for anyone listening who doesn't know they should just uh, google her name and have a look at her piano and it's like a big grand piano but instead of going long ways it actually goes up so you can see the whole kind of inners of the piano and so when she's playing you can actually see what it is that she's playing so it's a, a visual thing as part of and uh yeah she's also a phenomenal pianist yeah she's i mean she's been along she's been around for quite a long time you know and and she played with um uh, uh shared the bill with the likes of hashka and, and people like that um around the time obviously modern classical or post-classical whatever you want to call it whatever you don't want to call it uh, with the likes of Johan Johansson and Max Richter and um, early 2000s, I guess, with with, uh, with raised tapes and uh, Fat Cat records and, and things like that. But um, but yeah, so she shared the stages with a lot of these uh, composers uh, around that time. But this piano she's made is, yeah, she invited she invited me around. She lives in Stroud now as well. Amazing. Enough. I mean, you'll probably move to Stroud next week, Matt, to be honest. <laughs> um, everyone seems to, but... But yeah, so she showed me this kind of the prototype that she's playing and she's, uh, you know, she's whacking the strings. She's got an Ebo. I don't know if you've... Yeah, you've yeah, lovely. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she puts an Ebo on the on the strings, which creates this really kind of uh, low drone. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting instrument that she's, um, she's kind of trying to mass produce and, and it's kind of getting there. And I think she's launching the first one later this year so yeah. amazing yeah. amazing it's like the ultimate prepared piano thing i had to ask you about um you've particle shrine uh can you tell us a bit more about that oh man i'll try but it's so uh <laughs> <laughs> i saw i saw the picture and i was kind of like i gotta ask well i uh, think i think i understand it there's uh well there's two sources 
one is the venue where the exhibition is and one is a a huge collider uh, in, in a mountain in Japan which where at both locations um the artist uh is recording particles hitting the earth's atmosphere coming through the atmosphere and hitting the surface and how those the frequency and the position of how those particles are received influences in real time uh the music at the exhibition and the uh lighting too so it, that that's my sort of basic understanding is that he will set up a space so that particles hitting the earth's atmosphere are the parameters which kind of affect the midi and the lighting and the music wow. is made from that but uh yeah i don't i'm not an expert in it and uh, i'm curious to see what it's actually like um, yeah that's that's not, <laughs> that's, not what, that's not what i was expecting to hear that's amazing yeah that's really yeah. really cool <laughs> It's it's a it's a joint thing with um he's an old friend of mine we kind of grew up together um Christo Squire uh, who's a composer and uh, musician and he uh, Dr Tepe Katuri who's the physical uh, physical particle physicist um yeah. basically so it's it's and but we we're also working with our friends DMB Audio Technic um so they support the festival every year they bring it because the church is is bare bones you know they don't have a stage or a sound system or a bar or lighting so we bring it all in but uh yeah so we're quite lucky that dnb audio just happened to have a base in stroud um down the road and and they've been working on uh, their soundscape system amazing which you may have come across so they they bjork used that soundscape system uh on the cornucopia tour um so for particle shrine this this audio visual immersive installation it's using a, using the dmb audio soundscape system uh, which is 360 degree sound basically um but uh but yeah so we kind of bring in as well as the live music element we're bringing in these installations and uh, exhibitions and uh we even got a breakfast club as well at the mm-hmm. two independent record shops and struggle people can go in there early morning Brilliant. And I think it's that thing because we're, for some reason, for some reason, uh, obviously we, we have people come from Stroud, but they're coming from all across the UK and Japan and America to little old Stroud for, for hidden notes, and we want to show off the the venue and the community, the venues and the communities we have, and put more stuff on for them and yeah. expand it every year, and, and by doing so, it becomes more of a festival. But yeah, we, we just kind of we're keen to expand the program every year and put on stuff that we can't even explain what it is ourselves.
there's um, also uh, you've got screenings going on. You've got Ryuichi Sakamoto's Coda uh, screening, which obviously uh, kind of such a massive inspiration to everyone from musical to film world. Um, I'm, I'm guessing he was quite an inspiration for you guys at Hidden Notes too. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, I, we had uh, the idea of seeing if he could join us for a Q and A after the screening from Japan. But unfortunately, as you know, he passed away yeah. um, a few months ago now. And, and I haven't actually seen the film. I was going to watch it, but I'm going to wait because I want to see it there if I have time, if I'm not running around. But but I think, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did, I did speak to um, the director of the film and, and, and uh, after he passed away and, and said, you know, do you still up for us screening this? film and, and they couldn't think of a better homage really to to, to him so brilliant um, so yeah So we'll, we'll move on to, um, as we mentioned earlier, the record label part of uh, Hidden Notes. And um, you've expanded into a label which has released the likes of uh, Spindle Sumble and you've got Ben Curran's Excuse the Mess uh, project, which is also a podcast. And also on there's Martinet uh, Supreme, Josh Siemens as well. Um, yeah, maybe you can tell us a bit more about the background of kind of, yeah, how the label came to be. Well, yeah, I, I guess I... I think Alex and Adam had always wanted to to run a label, but it was one thing too many for the, for the two of them on top of the festival. Uh, start a label you know, selfishly to, to release my own music initially, but um, then when we got chatting, we just thought it would be a great way of you know presenting new contemporary music that was maybe a bit underrepresented. And since we were building this network, within the sort of contemporary music community. It just seemed like an obvious next step and something that could be where we could make interesting types of releases. Uh, and so yeah, like I was saying, Adam is very good uh, creative director with uh, graphic design and print. So we've, <clears throat> we've had a few sort of interesting types of releases and I guess the most sort of far away from the traditional release would be Excuse the Mess book. Yes. So Ben Corrigan, our good friend, runs a fantastic podcast uh, called Excuse the Mess and each episode features a different composer uh, and they will talk about the creative process and what the composer's up to and then during the episode they will make a fresh piece of music from scratch. Uh, I think there are a few rules, like can only be one instrument, nothing can be prepared. And then that's released as a, a song with the podcast. So, so we took each of those songs and released the first series of the podcast and then the second series separately. And we have a book, an accompanying book, with images from the, the sessions, um, quotes from the podcast where they're talking about really interesting things about each composer's background and methodology. 
and and yeah, the, the books come with a download with this wonderful, weird, spontaneous music. And I just, it's a nice release because I don't think, well, it's just it's just different, you know. Yeah. I don't think uh, it's a really nice accompanying thing to have the physical book. I don't think other labels would do it. Most labels, you know, they just they release records. <laughs> yes, yes, a record yeah. label. Um, so yeah, it's nice to be to have the ability to do different things like that, and it's nice to also work with local people from our community. So my group, Spindle Ensemble, we we went to Canada and we collaborative set of works with a, a Gamelan Ensemble called Evergreen Club Contemporary Gamelan. And then we performed at the end of a week of R&D, a, a concert uh, in Canada. And so and then we released that, uh, those recordings, Black Calan Tea, the local, our friend Sasha runs a local uh, tea importing business. So you can buy a delicious green tea from China. You can make a cup of tea, you can get your download and you can listen to our gamelan music while enjoying the tea. That's amazing. <laughs> Tune it up, the music. Tune it up. Yeah. Tea, yeah. Tea <laughs> it's a new thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, it's, it's just nice to be able to be inventive of how you release music. You know, I'm not massively keen on CDs, I suppose, and vinyls is amazing to release a vinyl, of course. Um, however, not every release is really suitable for a vinyl, you know, in the kind of economy of scale of it and whether it translates well is, you know, not every release is suitable for vinyl. So it gives us a, a chance to be inventive and yeah. release interesting things. Yeah. And the next, the next thing we have coming up is, uh, is for Josh Siemens, Ons Martin player, who's on our label. He's, he's performing at the festival this year and his album uh, it's going to come out on vinyl the same month. And I suppose the, the festival is a sort of unofficial album range with him, um, Josh. So, yeah, that will be our second final release. And Amazing. And, and for, many more. For, <laughs> for, for people who don't know Josh, obviously they might be already using uh, part of his instruments already because he did a collaboration with Spitfire's uh, Labs, Labs yeah. and yeah. Um, making the Ondas musicals. So uh, yeah, so yeah, people should go and check out his music because uh, yeah, he's he's an amazing composer and he's also worked with a whole range of other great composers and featured on many other great records. That yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing with him. I mean, he's kind of he's um, using the Ons Martineau. Uh, as you know, there's not a lot of people using that instrument. You, you could obviously there's Johnny Greenwood and there's um, oh, uh, what, I've forgotten her name. She worked with uh, Jan Tiersen. Uh, yes, uh, I've forgotten the name too. Yeah, she's uh, in Snowdrops. And yeah, that's uh, it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, hold on, let me. Uh, we could Google that, but but, yeah, so, but he's doing really interesting things with it, and and uh, his influences again are kind of from all different backgrounds, and um, and then going back to the excuse and mess as well. I mean, if if you're a composer, uh, I would I would recommend listening to that podcast. As uh, you know, the, that that compilation had Anna Meredith and Ben Corrigan doing a song with a pasta jar. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, I think, you know, everyone uses the passage. I'm still Steve, uh, Steve Reichen 
Philip Glass, they probably used the pasta jar. Yeah. Uh, pesto, pesto jar, uh, to be exact. But um, And the late uh, Mira Calix as well, yeah. um, uh, greatly missed. Uh, she, they did, uh, Mira and Ben went down to ice rink and recorded loads of sounds and made music out of that. ignore also that um as you're talking about releases i know it's not a release but uh last festival you'd also work with stroud brewery and made your own organic pale ale yeah yeah no i don't know what we're gonna move into it's like we're doing tea we're doing <laughs> yeah. just, just turn into a shop or a grocery it would, go, uh, it would be the new aldi but yeah no we we um a big again because we do this good on paper the, the arts magazine we've we obviously know most of the music venues and, and brewers and tea makers locally. And um, we thought, oh, that'd be cool to have our own beer. Um, and any any that we don't sell, we can just drink ourselves after the festival. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's uh, Stroud Brewery is a, an amazing brewery, but it's also a venue. And we've done events down there as well by the canal in Stroud. So, uh, so yeah, we thought we'd do a Stroud Brewery organic pale ale. Amazing. And, uh, Complete with your artwork as well on the uh, label. The, the green circle, the green circle. But yeah, so um, and we gave a few to the uh, the priest at St Lawrence Church, and he also uh, approved. So amazing, um, approvement from the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the last questions I've got to ask is, uh, yeah, is is there a dream kind of person that either of you would love to see play uh, at a future Hidden Notes? festival well johnny greenwood is you know a massive hero of mine so i still can't believe we got to meet him and he played in stroud already which was a not just the fact he played but that he played with a uh catherine tinker and a, a violinist and a cellist so i don't remember the name but it's a completely unique one-off lineup that never only happened that one time so it's that that is so special i don't know if we'll ever top it <laughs> no I, th I think that's the thing we we we, we uh booked johnny greenman and we thought shit we've shot ourselves in the foot here because where do you go next you know and and then you kind of i i imagine the sunday slot at hidden notes would be like the glastonbury legend slot <laughs> um, i mean dolly parton won't fit but um so um <laughs> Uh, we'll see if we can force Elsa out of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could, could happen, but but no. I mean, we we basically try everyone. You know, we, we've uh, we've uh, spoken to Kronos Quartet. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Jan Tiersen's one that I would I would love to have, and and uh, I think that will happen one day. Um, and uh, you heard it uh, here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then all, yeah, and then kind of this. Uh, Laurie Anderson as well, and and you know yeah. those kind of legends, really. That, um, um, but I think I mean it's this this year is also, yeah. I mean there's loads. There's uh, Ryuichi would have been amazing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but I think uh, maybe Hilda. I, 
Can't yeah, it would be good in a dossier. Yeah. Um, yeah, yes, we've had conversations there. She, she uh, hasn't been able to make it, but uh, one day. But I think, I mean, this year, which is which is quite nice. I mean, we, it's it's mainly a female uh, lineup actually. So if you, you know, a couple of years ago when they were discussing the um, the lack of female artists and headliners on lineups, and they would take all the males off and leave the females on the lineups of Reading yes. and Leeds. And I mean, if you did that with Hidden Notes. Uh, and uh, uh, took off all the females we wouldn't really have a lineup anymore and, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, for this year but i think yeah it's not it's something that we are we are conscious of and and yeah. i think you know having two uh female headliners this year seems to be a thing and in and, and i guess it shouldn't really be a thing but i th- i think um i mean that is quite exciting I, th- I guess as a festival i mean we're not you know we're not glastonbury or end of the road or or you know we are we are fairly small and um but uh it was Vic Bain from the Athlist she got and she got in touch and she recognized what we've done this year with the lineup and invited us to be part of the doing the right thing network um uh you know reaching out and and making sure that you that is in your head you know about about female composers and um I think there's uh you might have seen that poster by the Her Ensemble do you know the Her, Her yes. Ensemble yeah Those, uh, and I think that kind of stuck with me actually as well on this posters. It just said there just aren't as many female composers. Yeah. And in all honesty, you know, I, I think I'd caught myself saying that as well, because you kind of, when you look at this world and, and you, if you mention modern classical, you're like, oh yeah, Nils Fromm, uh, Johan Johansson, uh, Max Richter. And it's like, well, no, there's much more than that. There's, there's, you know, Johanna Peels and Laurie Anderson and Anna Meredith and, um, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the list goes. Caroline Shaw, you know, the the list goes on and on. And and uh, I mean, having Midori Takada as well. I guess she, I mean she is a legend, and she is filling that hidden notes slash Glastonbury Festival uh, legend slot. Yes, because she's. I mean, she's coming over from from Japan. She's playing King's Place in London on the Saturday, and then hidden notes on the Sunday, and then flying back. Um, and she's, I think she's in her eighties now, and. Um, and she was obviously she was around at the same time and and, and uh, with minimalism with um uh Steve Reich and Philip Glass and uh Michael Nyman and and um and she's created some amazing work and actually if not a lot of people younger have heard of her but they go to hidden notes and find out how she amazing she is and kind of job done there as well you know so amazing that's quite that's quite exciting as well we've missed or you'd like to add no i mean i think i think um no like you know like i mentioned earlier with with festivals and promoters and 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 how it's been going with you know two years of covid and our cost of living crisis and and 
and it is hard you know i mean we do, this is not our day job you know we, we have our have our day jobs and we do this mm. as a hobby and, and that kind of thing but um but uh uh but yeah the festival's going well and 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 it looks like we might be taking the festival to other parts of the uk possibly abroad in the future and uh, more on that hopefully at some point soon well i guess something that is is good to sort of try and get across is that we are quite a different festival to other festivals like the pop-up nature of it and i think that for the headline acts in particular you're probably not going to get to see some of these others i mean in in this type of setting and i think that's kind of the charm like, i was very pleased to watch johnny greenwood last year just in that small smallest environment in an intimate performance um just you know just the, the cost of everything like normally these artists have have to play more established bigger venues and you're one of maybe thousands of people rather than one of a few hundred in a in a church and and that's that's just a different experience and like that's we want to present an experience that is intimate and accessible and yeah. sort of well yeah like Alex said earlier like uh, away from some of the connotations of other classical music concerts yeah, yeah that's the thing I mean we kind of with the audience at Hidden Notes is amazing. They, they really are. They're super quiet in, in when they have to be. Uh, last year, I think every artist afterwards got a standing ovation and, and whooping and and it's just something really different. And I think as this might sound cheesy, but sometimes when you put as much effort as we do into events and, and I'm sure other promoters and festival organisers agree and there's a moment where you're like, why are we doing this? And you look at the audience you look at the artists and everything's just working yeah and it's amazing you know and, and that's something we we i think we forgot and we missed during covid and it highlighted that and you know and, and with this cost of living crisis if, if there's a gig you want to go to you just, just go and support these things if you can and, and experience these events when you can and come to little places in the middle of nowhere yeah amazing well, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been a real pleasure. Um, I mean, if, even if we've only boosted sales tickets a little, like I think we will certainly increase the uh, living uh, numbers in Stroud as well. I mean, you've certainly uh, yeah sold it as a as a great place to be. So um, yeah, like maybe a great way to be uh, to finish off would be to tell people where they can find you and also kind of socials and where they can get tickets for the festival. Yeah, just head to hiddennotes.co.uk and you'll find the whole lineup on there and also um, a link to the record label. Uh, we've also got a Hidden Notes Volume 3 playlist on Spotify with all, all the artists that are playing this year and um, musicians that are featured in, in the books of Kate Mollison and Leah Broad and um, some of the soundtrack to Dealey Derbyshire, the myths and the legendary tapes. Uh, and it's all on there and we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Hidden Notes and uh, our record label's got our own Instagram page uh, and the festival's on the 23rd to the 24th of September this year so uh, two months left I'll just have to get through the summer holidays and kid juggling Awesome Well thanks so much for taking the time guys and, and good luck with everything uh, that the year has left to left to offer 
Thanks a lot, Matt. Cheers. Cheers thank, thank you. you. Thanks very much.